Yo, I just want to give a big shout out to everybody that pulled up on the most recent Black Window Cream live stream featuring Kavika Bonis, a VFX superstar. He's won two VMAs and he graced us with his presence. Kavika has worked with some of the biggest names in the world and in this stream we broke down the most important fundamental skills a videographer needs to learn first when entering the visual effects world, the power of creating spec work to showcase your talents as a creator, and lastly, the best way to go about building clients as a VFX artist. Our attendees were able to join join us via video chat and ask their specific questions directly to Kavika. And they asked some amazing questions. If you missed the stream and you want to check out the hour and a half long replay, click the link in our description below and you'll get instant access as soon as you register. All right. Now back to the podcast. And we are back with another morning roast edition of the Black Window Cream podcast, where every Wednesday morning we deep dive into creative topics with the goal of giving you a daily dose of motivation and inspiration. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, a.k.a. Ben Real Verse World. This is my co-host, David Malave. What's happening, Dave? Nothing, man. We chilling. We're about to get another morning roast in. We are. It's a beautiful Friday. Friday. <laughs> it's Friday. It's Friday, but Friday. you listen to this on Monday. Oh, excuse me, Wednesday. On Wednesday, yeah, yeah. Um, today's topic is titled How to Build a Brand from the Ground Up. Um, we called with our new feature that we have on the podcast. If you didn't check it out last Wednesday, uh, you should. We called J.R. Strickland. But today we called Gavin Simcoe. He's our homie. He's the Director of Digital Consumer Experience and E-Commerce at Dutch Bros Coffee, one, a massive coffee company. And he previously was the Director of Operations at ASRV, which is a really massive workout brand. Is it like a global workout brand or national workout brand? I don't know. But if you work out, you probably heard of him, I you guess. You probably heard of him. There's shit's mad comfy. Um, super experienced in building brands. So we wanted to call him and kind of talk to him about his experience building up these different brands from kind of the ground up. Um, ASRV was more like that and Dutch Bros already kind of had a big grip on it, but he's made a massive impact in the brands that he's worked with. So I think this is going to be a cool episode. Um, but before we do that, if this is your first time tuning the podcast, you are probably wondering. What the fuck is Black With No Cream? Great question. Black With No Cream is the illest educational resource for content creators fueled by caffeine. Or at least I take my coffee Black With No Cream, but you can drink or not drink whatever caffeine you fuck with and still be a part of our community. We have thousands of members from all around the world working together by sharing content, asking for feedback, passing tips and tricks along to one another with the goal of pushing each other to become the best motherfucking content creators on earth. And you can join our private group if you want to by going to bwnc.com slash join. We would love to fucking have you. Please join. And without further ado, I bring to you this morning roast episode and the second most epic podcast intro ever created. Right, motherfucking no! Some fucking notes, you bitch. All right, this is it. We have Gavin on the motherfucking phone. Gavin, how you doing, bro? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? We're doing great. Where are you at right now? Uh, Dutch Bros headquarters in Southern Oregon. Southern Oregon. Uh, we never have been, but we shall go some point in time. Uh, if you could, real quick, just kind of give like a, a summary of what you do in a nutshell. I know we gas you at the intro, but if you could just kind of let the people know what it is. Yeah, so basically uh, manage manage brands online, digital their digital experience um, with a focus on e-commerce and selling products. Um, so that's what I kind of, that's the lane I fell into with Dutch uh, in the past, kind of built my career from content creation to operations to just kind of building brands. 
uh, from the ground up. So do a lot of that at Dutch even still. I mean, it's an established brand, um, but the brand's never really done. So still doing that with Dutch, trying to find their way as we enter new markets, and then working with a ton of companies on the side uh, to help them penetrate the online marketplace because e-commerce is steady growing. Right. Um, and for people who don't know, Dutch Bros is a massive coffee company up in the Northwest that Black Window Cream has partnered with several times already in the past, did some awesome contests. You, you've helped us out so many times just in our brand building entity because we don't, you know, me and Dave are just trying to figure this shit out. Yeah, I think he helps us more so with like, man, this dude's like a real business wizard as well. Unreal so, business yeah. wizard. But uh, Appreciate that. Also, also, like we said earlier, you, you, did, you did a bunch at ASRV, which is a... Uh, athletic wear workout clothing line that's like you know kind of fashion forward and and uh you worked with them like from early stages right yeah when i when i joined um it was we were actually going by aesthetic revolution back then um so i joined as like employee number two i think technically uh but they were just kind of getting started i mean i think jay had just finished like selling out shirts that were cut into tank tops at that time and uh yeah I, I got in on the ground floor by pitching him an app and he actually just brought me on to handle fulfillment and i just got the opportunity i was like fuck it i'm just gonna run with this as far as i can so at the time as he's kind of, so this dude's establishing a brand based off of whatever net, network he has uh as far as fitness goes you come in and you're trying to help elevate the brand and get the word out about the brand essentially like that's your main that's that was your main focus at that point right Oh yeah. Yeah. Like he had, so the, the logo for ASRV is like these wings and that, that was kind of a, a, a nod to this, uh, fitness, this bodybuilder that had passed away. His name was Ziz, um, from Australia. And so just kind of trying to find that lane of, of people that were passionate about what Ziz was doing and what Ziz was about, but bringing it post-mortem and bringing it to athletes and we called them athletes but bringing them to like influencers basically who kind of followed um, the same mentality that Ziz had in bodybuilding where it was like, don't take yourself too seriously, uh, but look good, look your best always. And so just trying to find the lane in, in modern influencers that kind of had that. And so we, we were really marketing to these people that were big Ziz fans, but trying to put our own twist on it and, and make it our own. So kind of piggybacked off of, an ideology, I guess, that was already established, and we built the brand on that foundation. Which I think is common in, like, if you look at, like, a, a, a rappers and shit back, they were used to just, like, take on... If a rapper put out a song, other rappers would find the instrumental and redo that song in their own way to try to, like, kind of coin their own term in, in the sense of, like, letting people know what they're capable of doing, right? So it's, like, almost in the same sense where you're playing off the steam of what that dude had created while he was on uh, around you know yeah i think i think this is a great segue into the rest of our conversation because that's like the ideology and i feel like the strongest thing you can do and i want to hear your opinion on this the strongest thing strongest thing you can do with the brand is create like the lifestyle or the story or the identification behind it that people can like grab onto you know right. what i mean so for example like i'm wearing a vans hoodie right now right and when i wear a vans hoodie what that represents to me based on things i've experienced with the brand is uh, you know, live free, carefree lifestyle, off the wall, like California, skate, surf. Like you, you, you identify with those things that the brand has like put in its like in its pocket. You know what I mean? And right. with ASRV, 
because even before I knew you, Gavin, that that their content, like which you were sure a part of from the jump, um, attacked me on Instagram was like this, like you know, uh, workout and wherever wherever you are, you know, like fitness lifestyle, you know, throwing tires, you know, work like running in the streets, um, but also looking fly while you do it. And so then when if you see like today, I saw a guy working out in the gym in a full ASRV fit. And that person like probably That's feels it. pride in wearing that to the gym because of what that represents. You know what I mean? So which, how do you, which you curated, right? So which you curate. So how do you, and I'm sure when you go to Dutch and you're looking at their content, you're like, all right, what story are we creating? Like what does Dutch, Dutch represent? So like, how do you feel about all that? And like, how do you, like, what do you even do to start to implement that? Yeah. So, I mean, it's just whiteboard sessions. Um, like we're, we're doing it a lot right now with, with, um, a startup called brand X with o, uh, Odell Beckham jr. And it's like that you can't have enough, like just whiteboard sessions, writing words down, word associations down activity associations. Cause all of those sessions ultimately build out what your content flow is going to be. It's going to build out what kind of influencers you reach out to. You know, you really, when you, when you're in those whiteboarding sessions, you're really creating the, um, your ideal consumer by writing everything down, like running through every scenario in which the product you see, it makes sense for the product to live in. And so like with ASRV, you know, men's, men like men's fashion on Instagram was, was getting big. Like there was just a lot of dudes, you know, just posting pictures, like walking in the street and yeah, it's hilarious. Um, cause it was literally like there, there was these dudes that would like, that were, you know, millions of followers and it, it looked like they were just like on their way to go get coffee and it was a men's fashion Instagram account. And God, so damn. with, with ASRV, it was like, you know, athletic wear is mostly shown in the gym and what, you know, Jade really figured out early was like, no, you wear your gym clothes to the gym, you wear your gym clothes after the gym. And he really kind of honed in on, um, that these products don't have to necessarily live in the gym, which plays to, to the lifestyle of someone who's in fitness. And so we really started to focus on like content that was outside of the gym to kind of showcase that lifestyle. I, I think you and did so, a good job of that when, when, so my introduction to that company and you was through Schoolboy Q when we were on tour, uh, you guys swung by and we all met everybody and whatever. And then you guys gave us like a gift box with a bunch of just gear, tons of hoodies and sweats right. and awesome shit. I literally still have two of those shirts I wear to the gym today. Like they, it's a, the quality I think is I didn't, it's not, I wasn't a gym rat then. I'm wouldn't even say I am one now. I like to get in and get the fuck out. But like I liked it for casual wear. Like I would literally wear the sweatpants and shit every day on tour for like, as soon as we got them, that was all I really wore the rest of the tour as like a casual, comfortable sweatpant. I think I literally retired them like not too long ago just cause they were worn out and shit. But it was, it was really comfortable to me. And, it, and then it kind of, after I started seeing the ads, it was interesting how the ads almost played to me not being a gym person. Like the content I would see wouldn't ever really be in the gym. That's interesting to think right. of like how they target me versus Dave. Like if Dave goes to the gym, they may, Dave loves being in the gym. So they may hit you with ads probably that are more directed towards that, which is that, yeah, that, that possible? That all comes down to just like, yeah, that just comes down to audience segmenting and Facebook business manager. Um, and so, you know, you, you basically are serving ads to people in a, in what they call a lookalike audience. Right. And so like if Dave, let's say Dave, you know, um, follows John Skywalker and John Skywalker is like heavy gym rat bro. And we're serving ads to lookalike audiences to John Skywalker. Dave's going to get 
you know, the content that speaks to Dave is going to be like that heavy gym rat. Cause we know, Hey, Dave already follows John. He's used to seeing this kind of content, but then with Ben, you know, and my, and I, I'm not a part of this anymore. So right. this is kind of speculation on what they're doing, but, um, but with Ben, you know, it's like, okay, Ben follows these content creators and, you know, content creators need to have comfy clothes too. And so, you know, it might be a little bit more of an RT shot focused to Ben based on a lookalike audience or, or some influencer that you follow that we're targeting people that follow him on. Um, that's so yeah, that shit is so, you, that's you, so fire to talk about. Isn't it crazy? Yeah, that's awesome. Because that's what I was thinking. I'm like, I literally only see ads where these dudes are looking mad comfortable, but in front of like a car or outside. Because well, that, 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 everything that I experienced, what caught me with the brand, and we'll get off this in a second because yeah. he's done way more than this, but I right. always thought this was interesting because it's from the ground floor, which is like what we're talking about. Mm. And the ads, I've told you, Gavin, this before, but the ads that hit me were like these handheld, super dope, like almost one take style workout videos where it's like, let's say it's some guy and he's like, he's like doing a tire flip and then he's doing some ropes and then he does like a bunch of pull-ups, but it's all shot in this really tight, like boxing style film. Uh, right. And they were right, short yeah. one minute. Shout, shout, out to, shout out to Gordon Casey who does all the video for SRV. He is a beast with that shit. Like nice. he, he, he fully elevated the video out of that. So when you, when you started working with them and you were identifying situ- like, okay, what, what was his tactics of marketing before you got in there? Could you answer that question first? Like, what was he? What, what, what was he doing to market? Before yeah, like, that? yeah. Like, what did you see he was doing, and then how did you see like how you could like you know? Because say you're trying to get a job doing this, you want to come in and pitch ideas to these companies that could help elevate them. Obviously, and you want to be a tool and an asset. So, like, what was he right. doing, and what did you see that he could be doing differently that would help change change the game for what they were doing? Well, when I came on Aesthetic Revolution, it was like it was like a straight fitness meme account almost you know um so it was like a lot of like you know post post-mortem um photos of ziz with like inspirational quotes and 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 then there would be like every once in a while there'd be a, a you know a picture of jay in a in a stringer tank top like up against like some textured wall um and so he was really playing onto this audience that like a fan page almost of ziz um when he started and this was back in 2014 right um so the game's changed a little bit now but he he basically took you know took that like fan fan page you you know and and i think you can speak like in today's world it's like you know you're a brand you have a product that you want people to have in their hands what what kind of lifestyle fits in with that that product you know it doesn't have to necessarily be your product all the time it can be you know like like with the uh, brand X right now. It's like, it's a, it's a workout supplement. It's a sleep aid. It's a, it's a, a pill you take in the morning to get your focus right. And so where, what, what's adjacent to that product throughout someone's lifestyle that you want to target. And so it might just be someone, you know, a mom like busy as shit in her house. Like this is a bad example, but cleaning shit up and like feeling stressed out like that, that imagery we need to figure out how to extrapolate that and put that into content. And right. so, or, or it's like, or, or it's like, let, I'm just spitballing too. Like, let's say it's a, it's like a, you're, it's a, um, like a biz, a business person and, but they're, they're in the gym and they wake up and it's 5 a.m. It's 4, it's 4 a.m. And they're in the gym and they work out. So they need that morning focus, but then, then they're, then they're switching to their the work clothes and they're walking in and you can tell they're like, they're a boss and then they get home right. and they got a family and then they got to go to bed. So they need a sleep aid. So you're targeting like a high performance individual or someone who's like, you know what I mean? And then you're targeting people right. that like high performing people, you know, I don't know. Exactly. And, and that's, that's actually, 
like a word we've whiteboarded out before is high, per, high performance. And that's not just physically. That's like, I got to get this, you know, presentation to my boss tomorrow. Right. I need to be able to focus. And so, um, so back to your original question, like with ASRV, he was, he was fan paging, sprinkling in his product to people that wanted to support the idea of this. And then I came on and it, it became more product focused. So, cause he had another person. It wasn't just him walking around the camera shooting photos of himself. Right. I go around and shoot, shoot with him. And then it became, you know, kind of that, that lifestyle brand where we, we started focusing on, you know, these, these influencers that were obtainable to us and shooting with them. So that way we could piggyback off of their following. Cause anybody who gets their photos taken, like they want to post those photos on their socials. Right, so right. we would piggyback off their followers and then, they would come, they would see the brand through tagging and then they would follow the brand and then it just it just it snowballed you know I, I think Michael Vasquez is an example he he's still with ASRV today um, but he he was like this calisthenics kind of workout anywhere kind of guy and we found we found him or I think maybe he reached out to us at like thirty thousand followers and he was just someone I remember sh- screenshotting his his photo and sending it to Jay and being like cause he was doing some b-boy shit like upside down. And I was like, I want to see him upside down in the ASRV hat. And I was like, I want those wings on him. And, and it was, you know, it was, it was also identifying people that we thought were gonna explode into the, the market, like, yeah, that's dope. and, and grow with us too. Um, and it's not always about getting the, the follower with 6.9 million followers. Like right. by, by that time they're blown out, they're expensive. The market is sick of seeing their fucking slim tea shit. Um, they, they're not as authentic to like a small following of people that really fuck with them. So that was, those were two things is like fan paging and, and finding influencers that actually were authentic to what they were doing and not just rushing for the numbers, the numbers game. Cause it's, it, it's blown out with, with your play on Dutch bros. Um, you've played a couple different roles at that company and obviously working your way up the ladder there. Uh, what has been some of the main tactics that you brought to the Dutch team that you feel have, you know, really helped the business grow socially, um, as far as a brand? Well, with, with Dutch, like so much of what I do is actually, um, in the, in the marketing technologies and just making sure that, I mean, with 386 stands and, and all this, all this data that, that stand specific, a lot of my time is just, built on getting them marketing platforms that they can, you know, one, it's very operational, like making sure that stand hours are the same on Yelp and Google and Facebook, but, but, but that's marketing, right? right, that, right it might right. be yeah, operational, definitely. but it's still marketing. Um, but then aside from that, I, I manage the, the Dutchware, um, social account. So Dutch Bros has like this clothing line, this like merch aspect of it. And that's really important to Dutch Bros because, you know, we have 10,000 employees that all fuck with the merch. And so that merch doesn't just live in the stands while they're at work. It lives when they're out on Saturday or they're hanging with their homies or they're, you know, doing whatever. And so, um, a big piece of my job is to carry the brand through the merch side of things and make sure the, you know, I have my boss, Jason Hanlon, um, kind of my boss. He, uh, he handles all the manufacturing and all the design and everything. And then I get this box every, you know, a couple of weeks and it's like, all right, tell the, tell the story of the aspirational Dutch bros employee. Yeah. And inevitably that 
makes it to the employee. The employee loves the merch and then they're handing the coffee out the window and the customer sees it. And now the customer is like, oh shit, that's a dope hoodie. They go on to Dutch, you know, shop.com exactly, and they buy the hoodie. Yo, I think I, we experienced this firsthand. Um, and first off, for anyone who doesn't know, a stand in Dutch Bros terminology is like a, a store. Which is which is fire. It's and like a drive-through, uh, small building. You drive yeah. through and get your coffee, and it's awesome. Experience. So the thing that we learned firsthand when we went to Kocha, which is their um, their like nationwide event where they bring all of their employees from all over the country to two different events to like promote, the, you know, the company, the brand, the culture, etc. Like, and what I love so much is that, or what I was crazy to experience was how much, how hyped people are, and how much people feel the culture of Dutch bros and how much they want to like exemplify that, which I feel like is a true success because if you build any company, the whole first thing you want is culture. And the fact that it like trickles all the way down to like, you know, Jake in Arizona, you know what I mean? Who's working at the thing and he's wearing the Dutch bros hoodie and he's, he's hyped and he's, he's excited for the customer and, and whatever. And the fact that, uh, it's crazy to think like, you know, the same thing is happening with your own employees where you're kind of creating a story that, okay, I'm a Dutch Bros employee, which means I'm happy, I'm positive, like I'm, can- I'm kind, I'm showing up to work and I love my job type thing. And you can like bring that message through with merch that they wear. And it, and, and right, get- it's validation. It, it, I mean, any, any brand, right. any product, like what you're doing is, is like with ASRB, with Dutch Bros, we're validating that consumer. Like we're, we're, we're giving them like, um, the authority to to feel cool or the authority to like like rock with um you know an ideology that they identify with and so at asrv it was like hey like we we support you in your mission to you know look your best and be your best and at dutch bros it's like you know we we are um validating your sense of like style, we're validating your, your lifestyle where we want you, we want to elevate like what you can wear in the stand, but also what you can wear outside of it. It's kind of, kind of corny, but it's like, um, I mean, any, any brand or any product should be, uh, hoping to elevate, you know, the consumer's experience in whatever that product, wherever that product lives with them. If that makes sense. It, it, I think that it's cool to see how you guys have a, you established that within the, the brand entity so well and it's part of the identity like having gone to the coach the thing that we saw the excitement through the like i've never seen anything like it like i've never seen anything like it except for a beyonce show or school right. when i go to concerts and i see these fans go crazy over merch that makes sense to me because they like look up and idolize this person but you guys found right. a way to make the company so appreciative like for the for the people who get to work for the company they're appreciative of the job and it's like that is part of the brand uh, mission. Like that, like that's what the brand is to these people. Whereas if I go to Target, it looks like that person wants to get another Yo, fucking that, job. That's really that's facts, and that's that's what I was saying. Success in culture building because that's not just a merch thing. No, like that's a top down right. thing. Like they were that's excited a, to right. see each other. Thing. These that's, people wanted to yeah. meet each other. They wanted to scream and dance and talk to. Like I was and, like, what is happening? That that gets influenced on the person you work for. Like in HR, it's it's at the interview from jump. Yeah, that's how they're treating you from when you walk in the right. first day, that's how they're treating you. That's how you're, the people you're working with are because they pick those people. And so then it's like carrying all the way through, which is insane. And I think this goes for, and Gavin weigh in on this, I think this goes for all levels of brand brand building. So for for what you see, it's like, there's possibilities to grow at Dutch, right? From what I, what I witnessed. It's like, 
you guys even sat there and talked to them like, hey, you might be work, you might be a barista right now, but you could work up to become a manager. And if you become a manager, you could work at corporate and you, and you can literally make this much money as a salary, like doing this. And you could see a potential to grow, which is great for people who don't know what they want to do with the rest of their life. And they could see like a lifelong career at this company. But if you take that same mission and show positive options for people to grow within like say it's a film film company and you just started your film I'm trying to tie this to our to our listeners but like if it's a videographer and he starts a company or she starts a company doing I don't know local productions in their home city whatever and they look at starting to grow all right cool I want to hire an editor I want to hire another shooter I want to hire someone that does sound design and all these things and you start building out your team what is some advice that you could give to them as they they start building the team and that and the brand behind the scenes but also how they this is the second part question would be how to start building their social brand publicly so like I think it's important that you're you want people in your like Dutch those people are going to guarantee if I walked into a party tomorrow and some kid was there that worked at Dutch and we talk about what we do and, they, and I act like I didn't know what Dutch is, they're going to scream it down my throat. Dude, Dutch is awesome. We make the best coffees. And we're, it's the most fun place I've ever had as a job. Like that person is trained now to go talk like that because they're amped. No different than if someone told me a, a Beehive fan was like trying to explain to me why Beyonce is so awesome. You know what I mean? How would you do that? What? So your question's kind of kind of based on like leadership. Like, how do you how do you trickle down the culture to to your employees to make them as amped to w- work for your company as you are to to grind on your with with your business? That that kind of oh sorry, I thought I cut out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I think leadership, but also the goal is like driving leadership to build the brand identity. Like, you're- I think I think this we're, we're, we got tailed off, but what how this ties into our original topic is the idea of like. I think where it ties in is what we're talking about in terms of like Dutch employees, for ex- just for as an example, or like the brand living outside the product, where like the brand right. becomes the way that you portray what the brand represents, even when you're not like you in the uh, even when you're outside of the workplace, or when you're not wearing a van, you're not when you're not wearing vans, you're still like identifying with that lifestyle or with Dutch. You're like you're not working, but you the brand is like in, influenced the person, right? And right. So, so what I would say is, cause I, I think I get the gist of, of the question is, is I'm a big fan of brands who have multiple hooks. So what I mean by that is like, um, you know, let's use ASRB for, as, an, as an example. It's like, uh, you know, we're going to show the apparel in the gym and outside the gym. And so that you can identify with that lifestyle. But at the same time, we're going to play like a smooth hip hop beat because we think you probably like hip hop. And if you recognize this beat, boom, we got you hooked on that one thing. Right. And we're right. going to use this influencer here and it's going to hook you there because you already followed that guy. And now you're like, Oh shit, they're, they're working with this guy. And I, I fuck with that guy. Like, that's awesome. And then we're going to, you know, there's going to be another video that has like a, a slight EDM leaning, like just finding, finding different ways that you can hook in your consumer that are outside of just your product. Like Vans or Red Bull does this so well, where right. it's like, like, like Red Bull does it the best. It's like snowboarding, skateboarding, skydiving, like this, all, all this crazy sports. shit, the most extreme shit. Um, but they're trying to hook you on, on each of those things kind of individually. Um, and that's really like, you know, that, that's really, really them kind of hedging their bet on like one thing ever falls away. We got these other 18 hooks that have our, you know, that have, have the same kind of power to it. Right. And so finding ways that you can pin your brand up against multiple, 
adjacent kind of um, avenues. lifestyles or, or avenues that that you can you can stand next to and it doesn't doesn't throw anybody off because it, it fits but right. it, it just and TDE does this really well too um, or you know day three that was like somebody that I, I watched really close you know as I was starting up because there was like these little hooks that kept me curious and kept me you know freeze framing the video to, to catch that one thing um, that, that one piece of text that disappeared really fast or whatever like right it's just it's about being creative in, in how you're how you're portraying the brand so that it, it aligns with other other lifestyles. If that makes sense. No, it does. I I know you got to go. You got a meeting in like literally two minutes. So I want to fire off the last question. It, if you could give any advice to to a creative that's just starting to figure out how to roll out their brand or understand the importance that they need to I'd create a brand entity identity. Sorry, a brand identity. Uh, maybe whether it be a creative trying to get local work doing, you know, typical production work, if it's touring photo video, that type of shit, what, what piece of advice would you give to an overall creative to really establish their brand from the ground up? That doesn't cost, you know, a shit ton of money investing on like Google ads and things like that that you could do kind of organically. Uh, I think, I think as far as like creative goes, it's like, don't be married to your original idea. Um, like, like listen to feedback and be willing to adjust and, um, you know, like ASRV started as a hardcore fitness brand. And, and if we were married to that, we would have failed. Um, so you have to be willing to kind of adjust and, and kind of feel out like who your audience is and, and what's working and what's not. And just let, let the idea grow by itself rather than, um, like trying to hold the idea down to what you want it to be. Um, and don't be too sensitive. Love that. That's dope. Very true. I know well, you got to okay, go. We, we could talk to you about a million things. We'll probably do this again, obviously. <laughs> but thanks for coming on. Sounds good, guys. Um, Appreciate it. Do you want anyone to follow you on Instagram? At Gavin Simcoe. There you go. At Gavin we'll, we'll Simcoe. We'll leave the links in the description. All right. Thanks, man. All we'll right, talk to you soon. Me. Appreciate it, good bro. Luck. Hey. Better, boy. All right. Peace. Big shout out to Gavin for coming on the show. That was awesome. Um, we're interested to know what you guys think about this new element to the morning roast. We are able to call people in now, which is pretty dope. Um, hopefully the sound quality is there. We're testing out a few different options, but please leave us comments in the YouTube description. If you're not on YouTube for some reason, you don't want to go there. You can DM us, whatever. We're just interested to know if this is, uh, if it's working for y'all, we think it's kind of dope. And who else should we call? Who do you think we should call? We can call anybody. Let us know. Let us know in the comments. Who should we call? No, I think it's cool because we're hyped about the idea of bringing in, you know, because me and Ben are only limited to our knowledge and our experience. But when we bring in uh, all creatives that we have access to, they can give us like, you know, incredible stories or insight into like topics that maybe we wouldn't have covered. So that's kind of the goal is now we're trying to expand into like, into, you know, maybe me and Ben don't know about segmenting ads and targeting and building brands, but this guy does. Yeah, so. absolutely. No, I think we can talk about anything. That's dope. Um, shout out to all the Patreon people. We appreciate y'all. Um, shout out to Ethan who joined recently um, in the goddamn homie tier. Nice. We appreciate you guys doing that. If you haven't joined Patreon, join the homies.com. You can help us keep the lights on. We appreciate that. And uh, that's it. It was awesome. Yep. We'll see you next week.